0: Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymyle.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy.
1: On today's episode, Tony chats with casting director Lisa London about how important acting training is, the nature of the casting business, and how to correctly prepare to book the job as you.
0: Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of In the Moment Podcast. It's good to change, uh, like, 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 what's the word? Like, switch the. Uh, turn the tables uh, because I just saw Lisa my guest today the casting director Lisa London yay this is where we hit our applause button but I just saw you like as I announced you like sat up straight in your chair like here we go so (laughs) like (laughs)
1: Like I'm on on camera but I'm not (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: right no we're not but Lisa I mean it's crazy how do I even like I'm not going to embarrass you too much but I'm going to roll through some of these also because I have like an appreciation for them because they're my generation. A lot of our younger viewers will not even, they'll be like, what's Falcon Crest? But, oh my God, Lisa has cast so many things. I can't, we would be here the whole 45 minutes talking about just <laughs> listing her credits, but some of her like hot lists are Hannah Montana, mm-hmm, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I think that's what I came in and read for you for. That's kind of scary. Arliss, I loved Arliss. Grace, Grace. Under Fire, Grace. Ellen. Do South. I loved, I love some of these shows. I can't believe
1: you even remember Do South. Of
0: course, (laughs) of course I know. And that's just a few of them. And you continue to do amazing things. And so welcome, Lisa.
1: Thank you, Anthony. I'm excited to be here and chat with you. (laughs) Yes.
0: um, I love your heart and coffee uh, painting behind. That's like two things that we love, heart and coffee.
1: (laughs) There you go. My girlfriend of mine painted that and, oh, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah.
0: So you've your credits go way back, deep into the '90s. So, yeah. and you were telling me before we started rolling that your dad was a director.
1: Yeah. So that that's how I got into in the business, right? Because my father was the very iconic Jerry London, who. He was like the king of television shows in the 70s, 80s, and 90s from Brady wow. Bunch and Partridge Family and Six Million Dollar Man and Kojak and Rockefeller. Oh and then he did miniseries, which you'll know. Like he did Shogun. You remember Shogun? Yes. yes. Okay. And he did Chiefs with uh, Charlton Heston and I he remember. Did Ellis Island with Faye Denaway and Richard Burton and Fast. Yes. So my dad was the king of all these mini series and television. And then, um, so I grew up on the business and what happened was, you know, I went to on sets and I used to go on sets as a kid and I'd hang out and I'd love that. And it was my favorite thing to do. And I would do that after school. And, you know, I just liked being I liked production and I but my favorite thing was to talk to actors. So I used to talk to actors and I used to say how what how how'd you get to what'd you do? And I'd have these conversations, you know, I was this inquisitive girl. And so when I was in college and I went to USC out here, you know, University of Southern California and California. And I studied cinema and television. But during my summers, I would work as a production assistant with on sets with my dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when I graduated college, um, I got to do well, two amazing things happened. One was I got to go to Rome for two months with my dad and be a production assistant on a movie was four hour uh, movie with. Gregory ready Gregory Peck S- Sir John Gilgood, and Christopher Plummer called The Scarlet and the Black and I spent 2 months in Rome with all with those actors on a set
0: Whoa. It, was,
1: it was like a really amazing beautiful experience, you know, in Rome. Yeah. Yeah. So then what happened was, um, okay. So that was one thing, which was incredible. And then when I, um, came back, um, I worked with my dad as a production assistant on a pilot that he did for Aaron spelling called hotel. And I got to sit in, in the casting sessions. He let me and the, um, the casting directors at the time were the iconic who just recently passed away, Lynn Stallmaster, and <laughs> then Tony Howard, who's now been an agent forever at ICM. But they used to, Tony was, uh, you know, they would be in there and go, hey, what do you think? And I'd be like, oh, he's amazing. She's good. No, those two, uh-uh. I don't see it. Those two have good chemistry. Yeah, that one, uh uh-uh. You know, and I had all these opinions in my 20s. And three months later, they offered me a job in yeah. casting. Tony called me up. I'll never forget it and said, Oh, oh, could you come over to my office? And I was like, okay, I, I, you know, and so I went over there and she goes, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people, but I think you'd be really amazing in casting. And she goes, so we want to give you a job. And I was like, what? (laughs) So that's how I got into casting.
0: That's so amazing. I mean, also it's just so cool because you got to spend time with your dad and you saw legends work and you had a lot of onset experience. Right. So you could, you could still do anything. You could do production. You could, you could do anything. That's so, so were you still trying to figure it out what you wanted to do when, when you got the call or were you like,
1: well, I was, I thought I was going to be a producer right where uh-huh. I was yeah. in my 20s and I thought well I like production and I like the I like the organizational and all the aspects of production and because that was one thing that really helped me because spending time on sets I I always I talked to a lot of people you know what I mean right. and I, if I have any advice for actors one of the things I say is you know talk to the cameraman talk to the assistant director yeah. talk to the makeup yeah. people talk to the wardrobe I did a lot of that like as a PA yeah. right so I was always curious about stuff And, um, I thought I would be a producer, you know, but what happened was when I got, I didn't even know about casting. Like I was like, what? when I grew up, that wasn't as much, you know, people didn't talk about it as much. Right. So now, so what happened was when I got offered the job and I became an assistant, I was, oh, wow. And then I realized this was the right fit for me because I always liked actors, I was, you kind of have
0: to love actors. Yeah. yeah I think so.
1: I, I love Dak. Ac- you kind of do. <laughs> and yeah, I really do. You're
0: spending but I, most of your time with them. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's my, I love helping actors. Anyway, yeah. I'll i help them in restaurants. I'll, when we were, you know, going to restaurants. Oh, are you an actor? Yeah. Here's my card.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I it's, mean, it is. It's paying it forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You sure. have to do that too. Like, I think as long I always say, except when you're like crazy and stalkerish, I will help, I will do everything I can to help people. But when people DM me and they just say things like yo, or they'll just send me their reel without even telling me yeah. who they yeah. are and what it's for, that's like crazy train. They have to like figure out the professional aspect of it. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. No, that is a hundred percent. You're right. Yes. You know, on Instagram, I get those two, those DMs, oh, and they'll sure. be like just a link, and I'll be delete. Because, like, for you can't even bother to go. Hi, Lisa. Hi, thanks so much. I saw your live, or I talked. I this is amazing. Or here's a. It's like a link delete
0: <laughs> i like to give people the benefit of the doubt but I'm wondering either it's entitlement or they just don't know but I was I was uh, I did a clubhouse with um, Zora de Zora DeHorde the other day uh-huh. and we were laughing because I was like the one thing that I w- I cannot support actors in is when I get tagged on Instagram and they've done a self tape of playing the Joker with the same Joker makeup have you not seen that that was a big phenomenon after the Joker came out. <laughs> No. All, these, all these dudes would do some sort of monologue hybrid talking to the camera with full-on Joker makeup and then tag me. And probably you were tagged in them too, Lisa. Lots of casting directors. I it was probably me
1: ignored it.
0: it. Okay. Yeah. I somehow, and I was just like, oh no, please don't do that, actors. Don't put on pancake makeup. Don't put on clown makeup and then no. think it's legit acting and send it to us. It's just not no. So we can get to the do's and don'ts later, maybe. But Lisa, it's crazy, like some of the things you said, you know, I forgot about this because I don't talk about my acting a lot, even when I teach it. No, I'm not like, oh, during my days. But it's funny because I've forgotten. i tested, I network tested for an Aaron Spelling pilot in the early 2000s, was with, oh God, um, oh, what's her name? You would know her, it's gonna come to me. It was on Wilshire. And she cast a lot of his stuff later on. And it was for the reboot of 90210. I didn't get it, but I tested for it. Um, And oh, what was her name? But anyway, so that's my Aaron Spelling connection. I mean, he was, he just churned.
1: It was was super fun though. You know what I mean? That was another education. It It was when I worked as a PA on that for hotel, it was Connie Selica, James Brolin, and Reddy. Betty Davis
0: whoa that's Eddie right David. she was like in her was, 80s she did right? the
1: pilot yes and she did the pilot and then when it got picked up for series they had to recast her because for health reasons she it was too much series, yeah. Yeah. but i mean like and, then- that's been, and we have worked with my dad's work with like 25 different academy award winners so i'm just saying over the course of my career i've had these experiences that you know you know how everybody has a journey tony so we all have a journey on how things happen and when i look back at mine I'm like you know that is kind of wild (laughs) yeah it's kind of of
0: like a mosaic how all the yeah how all the tile pieces kind of come together and then I love how they re I had a student who was one of the leads in the remake of hotel a couple years ago remember yeah they remade it
1: yeah I don't know did that (laughs) happen with it no
0: I know it didn't get picked up for a second season, but they did like 22 episodes. So he's doing fine. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, well, he's As you you know, know, the company's doing fine. Cause he ain't with us anymore, yeah. but
0: yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah, I mean, it, interesting. You've been in the business for so long, so you've seen it morph and wax and wane and turn into what it is today. It's really crazy, isn't it? Like, yep. yeah. What do you think where it's heading?
1: I think it's an interesting time like uh, here's what I've come to these are the good things like the whole self tape um, world. The yes. one thing I like about it is it's given me the advantage to see people from all over the place like all over when I'm casting a project say I'm doing a movie in Oklahoma I did just so you know last year during the pandemic um Catherine's job my business partner and I we cast seven films that went into production seven during the pandemic they shut down and then they all like came back from the middle to the end of the year and none of them were in L.A not one. And, um, you know, we did them in Nashville. One was a Western in Nashville. One was um, a faith based movie in Columbus, Georgia. Another one was um, kind of uh, like a a thriller, sort of not a thriller, but like a drama story in Long Island, New York. We did a couple in uh, Rome, That happened you know we cast the leads out of here um one in malta so we uh, and then another one in new mexico so it's been really interesting and the one advantage of the self-tapes that i like is the fact that like i've gotten to see people from all over the place because when i'm casting from here for columbus georgia i got to cast the whole movie Right. So and same thing for Nashville, because, you know, they send the tapes. I could see them and that whole process. But my favorite thing favorite about casting is getting to meet and be with the actors and work with the actors and see their personality and get, you know, see directions. So, you know, give them directions. So what I have to say is I know a lot of actors, you know, that's a little frustrating because the self-tape process, you turn them in and you never hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you hear that complaint.
0: Well, (laughs) but I, I think it's this, but I think it was the same, you know, because even pre-pandemic, you would be super busy having castings in the office, and then maybe agents and managers would call to get feedback, and sometimes you could give it, and sometimes you were too busy to give it, and yeah. I don't always think, I always used to tell actors, it's not really, I also think feedback can be subjective, right, as you just said, oh. like, you know, one, you could, you could see an actor, and you think they're the next big thing in Hollywood, and cast them, and uh, this, uh, they can go to a different casting office that day, and a casting director director's like, I don't see it, it's just like dating, it's so subjective, you know, <laughs> no. I have a student who's the lead on a Netflix show that just blew up in the last few weeks. has been the number one show. And, you know, we laugh because she's been around for a long time. And like I, she's been she was at the school for like 10 years. And, you know, she was working a lot and kept leveling up. But I remember one pilot season, one casting director... I just had could had nothing to say good about her. And I just was like, um, she's amazing. And she's going to break through just because she was so did not have a great session with that person. Because, you know, it's hard if an actor is going out for 10 pilots a day or something and there was just a lot going on and so one person's trash is another person's treasure you know what i mean you just it is so true this is it. why actors should never you know it's also a very buddhist statement of like we need to learn to become uh equanimous to like both the good and the bad uh, sort of proclamations about us because it's not also not healthy when people are blowing so much Positive, like you're so amazing. Really? Are we always amazing? I'm not. I fail and I'm an, you know, it's just like a disaster a lot of the time. So yeah. I just think we just find the balance. Like we're, we're, we don't fall into any category. You know what I mean?
1: Well, that's the thing, you know, it is a very subjective casting is very subjective and there's a lot of opinions in it, as you know, and you know, when I'm casting, if I'm doing, depending on what it is, there's producers and there's directors, and then there could be network people or studio executives. It all depends on what the project is. Right. But, you know, listen, when I did Hannah Montana, you know how many girls we saw for that part of Hannah? 1200. 1200 oh, girls and we saw now look remember we saw 1200 girls and it was vhs's we didn't oh, have the uh, links and computer uh, and all that like that kind of system right it was vhs's and so we saw 1200 girls and i'm telling you you know people always say uh when something becomes successful it's like everybody saw it and i was like mm, really okay because really? i thought yeah. i was there and i don't That's how it went, you know. And so when we found uh, Catherine and I saw Miley, um, her first audition was a tape, and we saw something in her, and we're like, okay, let's have her retape, and she did, and we showed it, and they were like, "Eh." and then we went back, and she came out, and we worked with her, and it was a process. It was a whole process, like callbacks after callbacks after callbacks. It wasn't like, oh, boom, you know. So my point is, it is a very subjective business. And, uh, you know, casting is very subjective. And, you know, for actors, when you send in a self-tape, you just have to go with, hey, I did. Did I do the best I could do? Great. And then you got to let it go. That's right. No attachment. No, because there's too many factors that go into why. You could do great that's the most important thing you have to do really good you do good you always bring your a-game as i say because i've cast many people where they were came in for one part and we thought they were really good but they ended up not getting that job for whatever reason and i will bring go what about them for this part or what about them for another movie so for as far as i'm concerned You always bring your A-game. You always do a great job, even on your self-tape, because I keep very extensive notes. And I will always remember somebody who did a really good job.
0: Well, I always say, Lisa, like, you're not auditioning for a job. You're auditioning for your career, because it's also about getting, like, before we started, Lisa asked me, like, when we met years ago, and, you know a lot of casting directors I still have relationships with now as a teacher and whatever, like they knew me because they brought me, I must've done an okay job because they, you know what I mean? They didn't like purge me from their email contacts. Like, so I, you go in for something and people remember you. And yeah, sometimes you have to go in 17. I've had students have gone into offices 17, 18, 19 times. And yes, it's just, it's also, I think there are so many actors today, right? Like, what, yeah. what I was asking you about seeing the business more, talking to some people in the business, I think eventually, I mean, obviously there's always going to be the Netflixing and blah, 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 yeah. but everything is so curated to the personal experience. I think also the TikToking world, and like I have a 12 year old niece, she does not watch anything except on her phone. I think it's all going to be like individual channels based on, you know, well, like we've seen it already, content creators, You know, it's very interesting how it keeps morphing and um, like becoming more, yeah, segmentized as well, right? Like there's a specific, I also think it's very fascinating. I've worked with a lot of influencers. And as you know, this also speaks to the casting process. Like you could go in and you could give a really great read, but maybe you don't have billions of followers. And maybe there's an investor or a studio or a producer who, who really believes that, oh, we have to have a talent who has a big social media profile. So there's a lot of things. And then actors get all freaked out because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have, and I'm like, you can't control any of that. I'm just using this as a point of reference of there are so many dynamics that have nothing to do with talent. Although the only thing the actor has any management over is their talent, right? So like you just have to keep on your talent train. That's really it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And are the influencers, I'm just curious that you work with, are there, they're obviously influencers who want to act, right? There are people who want to act.
0: Yeah. Lisa, I guess the other thing that I've discovered over the years is, you know, remember like 10 years ago during the Vine phenomenon and when, when we first started seeing this, this new movement of influencers are going to become the next Brad Pitt's or whatever of the world. It didn't happen because, and I, it still is a very hard, I think, transformation. They do, it. here's my whole physics of it. I think for as many influencers as there are, equals as many actors as there are, as many whatever as there are, the numbers all shake out to be about the same because as many influencers there are that want to translate that into an acting career, it, they still have to defy the odds and they still have to do the work. And a lot of them do not either understand what is involved in becoming an actor because maybe maybe they become became a TikTok star because their parents had lots of money to get them millions of followers. You know what I mean? And yeah. then to transition into acting, they're like, oh gosh, it's not as easy as getting like 10 billion followers overnight. So I discovered that it hasn't translated. And also all the, the research I've read about like people who go to a, a star influencer, to buy their content, to buy their merchandise. It also doesn't lit- literally add up to more sales. You'd be surprised. The whole thing is basically, I always say we're stuck in high school. It's all high school. <laughs> it's like, it is, it is like a popularity contest. So I think I try to say that so that actors don't lose faith because I think it can yeah. be really unnerving. You see people get up, oper- the last point I wanted to make about this is yes, if you have 10 billion followers, the doors might be more open for you at first because you're just, it's just like anything, right? right. However, right. you've got to still deliver. That and, is
1: correct. And yeah. and I want to say that for me, always, always talent comes first. Talent. It's so talent. it's always talent. So you could this be, because I get this, this is a question I get all the time. Well, what do you think about these influencers who are getting, you know, acting jobs? And I go, listen. It's about the talent. So if they worked like super hard to get a role, right. and that's what right. they did, but you know what? Talent is the thing that's sustainable. So one movie, just because they have millions that's of right, followers, right. isn't isn't a career. You know what I that's mean? Right. So it's about your talent, and that's got to be first and foremost. And I always tell people, look, you know, build your social media following organically. You don't have to go buy your followers. Sure, if I'm doing a movie or a project and there's two actors and they're each equal in talent, then you know, and they said to me, producers, hey, what's their social media following? Okay, maybe in that circumstance, the guy who had a bit more is going to get the job just based on their hoping that they're going to get their followers to come see the project, but it doesn't always go down that way, and like I said. It's all for me, it's always about talent first. So, if you're an influencer, you're a TikTok star, you're whatever, an Instagram star, whatever it is, in the end, if you want to be an actor, you're going to have to work really hard because your talent is what sustains you.
0: It's true. I love that. All, all my good casting director friends, you know, share the same aesthetic. It's true because the talent is what it is. It, it's like, it's a real thing but it's also an ineffable thing right it's like the part of the energy charisma uh, commitment that people yeah. have in their i think passion for the work but also you know want to also remind people in terms of like my boyfriend and I were talking about this you know in in the sort of support of the influencers you know when you're really young too i think we have to not be too harsh on influencers or young talent because When I was a young actor, when I was pursuing acting in New York City in my early 20s, until I really started to break through and understand, because I started to work a lot. But prior to there, I was a horrible actor. I mean, like, I don't think I really, I don't think I was that great. I, in my mind, I thought I was like the next Lawrence Olivier. Everybody's going to be like, who is that? The next Marlon Brando. Everybody's going to be like, who is that? The next Justin Bieber. I don't know. Like I have to use like. To talk- <laughs> <laughs> a while, and that is the other thing. Young talent sometimes takes a while to incubate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think we shouldn't be too hard on when an Instagrammer breaks through and they have a show or they have a movie and everybody is like hating on them. Well, whatever, they're, they're 18 or 19, calm down. Like they may become the next Judy Dench. They just need... Yeah, you know, they need,
1: work the training, they need the everybody work does. Yes, it's all about not
0: that. everybody is born a Meryl Streep. I always like to say, you know what
1: yes, I mean? <laughs> it's so true, right? Yeah. And it's uh, you know, I'm very big about training. You know, I think um I get a lot of people that reach out to me and they're like, ha, can you help me be an actor? And I'm like, Go get in a class, start training. Oh, but I want to get an agent. And I'm like. Yeah. Okay. Get some training, get some skills, learn what it means to be an actor, do your research. You know what? The best actors, in my opinion, are educated actors and educated actors. It's not only about your training and your skills and that, you know, learning how to work a scene and make moments and create attitudes. But you know what else it's about? Do you even know what a casting director does, an agent, a manager, a director, an assistant director? Do you even know the terminology? Right. And when people write me these DMS, can you help me be an actor? I'm like, have you done any classes? Mm, yeah. <laughs> have you read that's, any books have you done anything <laughs> you yeah. know and I I'm always happy to help but I'm all that's what I'll say do this do that get in a class you know
0: because well, I always I, like to say like would you who they've done a poll would you rather go to a brain surgeon if you have to have brain surgery with somebody who's had 50 years experience or somebody who just graduated from brain school you know what I mean <laughs> <Generally>, <laughs> You know what I mean? I want somebody who's, but you know, sometimes somebody DM me the other day and she's like, I just moved to LA. How do I get an agent? And I was like, get into class. And I'm never always saying that they have to be in my class. I recommend other classes. I mean, Wait. I do think ours is like, what, what? But yeah. I do think, yes, like there, I always say sort of the shortcut is the long path because there are no shortcuts you can't game the system you can you could maybe get a job or you could break through in some way without having the talent to back it up but like you said earlier you have to eventually the long game kind of shows its colors you know what i mean Totally. and why wouldn't you want to learn learning is and also this speaks to agents a lot of the agents that i'm friends with they really care about talent you know they really when i recommend an actor to them. And maybe I see really great work in class and then I'll, I'll send them something and they'll be like, well, let me see a, a tape or a reel. And maybe they don't have the best reel. I see what they see. Like they don't see what I see every week. So I'm like, oh my God, we got to send them a better reel or you got to send them a better self tape because yeah. they really are yeah. looking for unusual talent.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. You know, same thing, because I recommend people because, you know, I'm doing my own. I've been teaching these audition technique classes before the pandemic happened. I was teaching around the country periodically for weekend that intensive. Awesome. And uh-huh. I do these online audition techniques. And, you know, I I love it. It's been a, a savior. And I, I just been so creative and fun. And I've met actors all over the place and I've really enjoyed it. But, you know, the I really just have to say that getting in class and just working on your craft it's just so important right and when I recommend an actor to an agent or a manager same thing because I okay. we as casting directors see potential in actors
0: yeah. Yeah. and
1: you know you as a teacher and a coach see that too and that's sometimes you know what we see those diamonds in the rough you know
0: true
1: so yeah,
0: i I think it's it's also being in class or, or being, to me, it's also fosters community, creativity. Absolutely. I always say, like, it's less scene study, at, or my philosophy is not scene study, it's self-study, although we are doing scenes, but you start self-exploration is self-realization. You start to really yeah. discover who you are, 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 you know, a more purposeful life, how to how to live a life that's really joyful, even when you're not getting jobs or how to be more creative or how to connect to other skills you have producing, writing, directing, or even if it's not that it's, it's, it's all I think about learning in the highest sense. Do you know what I mean? though it's also utilitarian. It's also like, Oh, learning the skills that you need so that when you go into Lisa's audition or audition for you, like they can deliver, but it's also Higher, like what is our place in the cosmos and what does it all mean and why are we here? And I'm always really fascinated by that. Like, right, why right now? Why am I here right now doing this? Maybe I, I just did a podcast or an Instagram recently. Like, if I was born 20 years earlier, maybe, you know, obviously the choices and my circumstances would have driven me towards something else in my life, probably. Or I don't know, maybe this is karmic. Maybe I'm working through, you know, but also as you get to see, it's really, to me, it's very interestingly connected. It's also, as you get older, I realize like it has nothing to do with acting. It's not really, acting is just one of many vehicles to be self-expressed.
1: Yes. And I you agree know? with that for sure, because I'm very much about that whole idea now of the journey. You know, and you know, I I, it's so interesting because I wrote this book right for actors like five years ago called From Start to Stardom: The Casting Director's Guide for Aspiring Actors, and it's really about the four one one of the business of acting. You know, how do you get a take a good headshot, and I just talked to an Uh agent, how do you get an agent, a manager, and what the casting director looks for. But it was funny because it wasn't really till I wrote the book and then I got it out there on Amazon, whatever, and then I started going around and teaching. Right. And, um, some, I remember a mom saying to me when I talked about how I got into it and they said, wow, your, your whole life, it's been so interesting. And I was like, wow, you know what it has, it's like, I kind of took it for granted. You know what I mean? Wow, what and mean, I awesome. I was like, wow, that is my journey. And when you talk about the cosmos and all that in the Uh, the, you know, for me, I just, the spiritual aspect, I, I can't do anything else, but like, for me, help actors. And Mm -hmm. when I put together a great ensemble of talent in a project or cast somebody who goes on to be a big star, I feel like, wow that that i had a little bit of like a little bit of that help towards them or i like the mom or the proud mother or whatever you want to say and i think it's such a i don't know you have to be super passionate to be in this business because you know as you and i both know you go through a lot of ups and downs yeah, and this yeah. journey is a this journey is what do they say it's not a sprint it's a marathon and I've been through my own ups and downs, you know, projects. I didn't get and things I wanted and, uh, you know, going through things like an actor. Cause I'm an independent casting director. I'm not on staff and you know, what do you keep going for? Cause you're passionate and the persistence yeah. and you, yeah. I, I'm like, okay, you know, you have those moments and then you say, all right, I'm back in the saddle because this is what I love to do. And yeah.
0: You have a margarita and maybe a couple days off and then you're like, okay, let's do it again. Because you realize also it's not personal. You don't... But I think it's also great what you're saying because you're being really transparent. Like a lot of my casting friends too, like they get passed over for a job because of whatever, you know, just like actors. You guys are also... You know, a lot of casting directors are not attached to studios or production companies, so you're independently right. buying for jobs, and so you're quote unquote auditioning so that you get hired. And it's there's a lot of casting directors nowadays too. It's the same I thing. And I, then you I get the call, Sorry, it's not going any further. Yeah. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> and you're like I thought, I, I thought
1: that one was mine right right or it's just so funny that you say that because there was this one job a couple of years ago and I wanted it really bad and I'd work with these people and then I go but why when they called me up and I was like the producer well, did you I, ask them that I did too because oh, I'm, and what the they ca- I'm the casting director. I knew these people, right? And I go, but why? I don't get no it. Way. They go, well, you know, we're just went a different way. And, you know, I said, oh, my God, I totally felt like what actors get told. Yes. Oh my God. That was, I I felt so much compassion, which I always have had for actors, tons of compassion. I love my, you know, but it was so that moment where I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to say that again. (laughs) But
0: you
1: you do, (laughs) but you know, it's like what you said, because we go back to subjective in acting and casting. It's like, yeah, they went a different way and it's true. <laughs> oh. What sign Lisa,
0: what sign are you?
1: A Sagittarian.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm a Capricorn. So it's it's also like I think very, you know, when we're really passionate about it, or like I love that you asked why. It's like it's also just because I think people who are creatives, because you're obviously creative, are also more invested in it's sort of like, how don't I, I think It's very difficult to be an artist in a business. It's so commodified now as well. It's very, uh, but maybe I wasn't, uh, maybe I was alive during Shakespeare's time. He talked about this as well, right? Commerce versus art and how difficult it was for him to get money to create art, even though he had had hit plays and like the struggle was real, like, Right. right? And so I find it interesting to be a sensitive spirit in a corporatized money capitalist world it, they don't go together so well they never have been bedfellows and we have to remember that you have to protect you have to keep your heart open in the artistry but you also kind of have to protect your heart in the business yeah. because like you said the business is freaking insane yep my dad has I don't know what why I can cause he calls it a whorehouse business that's what he <laughs> calls it <laughs> he says Oh Tony, that's a whorehouse business. Cause he just thinks it's so hard and has no, but you know what's worse? It's also great. But also because the miracles can occur at any moment. Yep. But what's yeah. what's worse is I, I work with some celebrity uh musicians, pop stars. The music yeah. business is even worse. Yeah. You know what so I mean? Have- but also you're a you're a book writer. I have five books i'm I'm working on my sixth book right now and talking to a publisher the publishing world is also insane it's so insane so you just can't take it personally right no
1: and that's what i was gonna just say you know what my father's my dad my his best piece of advice to me was you yeah, Can't take it personally. Wow. And, and you know, my, I, my dad and I love my dad dearly. He's like my hero and he is my hero. And when I didn't get that job, I was really upset. You know, I'm, I'm being so transparent, but I am just saying I have, I understand actors, compassion and actors plight when they don't get a job. And I called my dad and I was so upset and, you know, Aww. he. Reminded me. He said, Lisa, you can't take it personally. And he said, and remember, it has nothing to do with your talent. It's you know this business, you know how it goes. And you know, I've been doing it for decades. So I, you know, but I had every once in a while, I need that reminder. And so that's the best. He said that to me. You can't take it personally.
0: Your your dad's still alive?
1: Yep. Not so good in his 80s. Early 80s. My, my,
0: my parents are 85. And yeah, you also just great yep. wins, right, with them. Yeah. And he's retired now, right? When did he retire? Or- well,
1: he, he didn't want to. It was sort of, you know, a little yeah. bit of ageism, you know how it goes. But my both my parents, yes. Knockwood, Knockwood are here with me today. I talk to um, them every day. They live close by. So that's good.
0: <laughs> can you see them yet, Lisa? Can you, like, hug them yeah. or...? <laughs>
1: I can see them. They'll let me go to their outside and you know and all that. But um they I haven't no
0: have they been vaccinated yet? Did they get vaccinated?
1: Yeah, but don't make me sad because they I haven't hugged them in a while. (laughs) I know.
0: Soon soon.
1: Moving on. So yeah. Um,
0: That's that's inspiring that he's able to be still mentor you in a way, right? Of like
1: Yeah, he yeah. I just you know, I I mean we uh,
0: need mentors even yeah. if they're family members, we need, you know, this is the thing also about ageism in our business, especially like, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I wanna see stories that reflect all aspects of being black, indigenous, gay, trans, um, old, yeah. like we don't have, it's so ageist. I mean, it's so insane. Women's stories like, okay, yes, these things are slowly changing, but to me, it's so, it's so insane to think about if you take a cross section of humanity we come in all forms and varieties so why wouldn't we want to express and allow stories to be told in all expressions of it so the fact that now it's like oh my god we have to rush to like finally open things up if they just would done had done it correctly to begin with you yeah know what I mean? it's
1: so true it's so
0: insane sometimes to me I always say the inmates are running the asylum that's really
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know and I always say it's so funny because I always you know when I'm casting now I feel that it's our job too, to make sure producers and directors are more open,
0: open. you know, they're yeah. more
1: open to diversity. And like you yeah. said, trans, gay, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. what this part it's written? Okay. It can be anything. Right. Who cares? It can be anybody. And so we try to educate and enlighten all the time if we need to, you know, be open. That's what I say, because, you know, you want your project to represent all walks of life
0: yeah well that is the this that is sort of the the original story right we're we're all storytellers yeah and whatever we've been we're we're just you and i and everybody on the planet is recycling and repurposing the the originated the originated story the original story keeps kind of moving through eons and generations and millennia through us in different beautiful ways like if we were all the same, it'd be all the same story. So that's yeah, like so ridiculous. It'd
1: be so boring. boring. I know. It'd be you know, so
0: boring. But again you know, Hollywood, they want to homogenize and reduce things to what works, what sells money. So if this thing with that package sold money the first time, it must, it also is kind of insulting when you really break it down. Like don't insult my intelligence that I need to see the second installment of this is supposed to look and sound just like the first. Yeah, But you know, there's a lot of also research that shows like when it comes to music, when it comes to we, we live in a culture that doesn't want us to, um, it, it gives us regurgitates to us that which we've be, been accustomed to hearing yeah. and it's seeing and processing and consuming because that's how they drive more dollars to the thing that is familiar, but that's not good for us. No, it's not-
1: and I, you know, I was, uh, listen, it, it's a, Unfortunately, I mean, that's what it is, right? It's a business about money and, you know, it's a create, I just find like, you know, I missed going to the movies and seeing like romantic comedies or seeing like really interesting independent dramas you know because it became about okay every action movie and a bit you know all the big budget things I mean family films they do a lot of the Pixar and Disney and those are great right so for family but you want to go to a movie I wanted to go to the movies and experience I love going to the movies you know I love going to theater and live theater can't wait till it comes back (laughs) (laughs) you know and but uh, you know what I'm saying so it doesn't it's all why those really interesting films and you go to the theater and let's go see those do they all have to be let's do a sequel of this one and this one and that one because it makes money that's what that's what they do
0: yeah well Tell that to the executives until that changes. I think we are, I think, I don't know. I think we're breaking open to a new awareness, hopefully, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, and I definitely think the streaming has done that. Like the streaming has so many um, more options and things to watch. And, you know, I've seen a lot of amazing things on streaming now, but, you know, I do like the experience of going to a movie.
0: (laughs) I know. I know it's true to be in a movie theater with a bunch of strangers and have the experience, or the theater, right? And yeah. to have the, you know, thankfully we have classes out through the pandemic. We figured out a way to do it safely because we have a huge parking lot here in our yeah. LA studio. So we built these actor pods in plastic, and we've been doing it safely. Everybody wears masks, but then when you go in your pod, you can take the mask off because you're in your like it's like the boy in the plastic bubble. Remember yeah, yeah. that eighties movie? Yeah.
1: I've seen so that. Something. I saw it on somewhere I, I knew or you or would something. know
0: that. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe I posted about it, but. Um, but it's been great, Lisa, because, like, again, to to laugh with a group of people, to cry with a group of people, to be yeah. moved or to be shocked or to be in awe or to to provoke thought about, again, what does it all mean? What, what, is, what do these moments in time mean for us, you know, I think is is the purpose of theater or storytelling or acting, you know? Um, well, Lisa, I mean, this this is going by so fast. We only have like like 10 more minutes. Like, let's do, what are some do's and don'ts oh, for the okay, Let's do the
1: standard stuff, right? The old standard. Yes. Um, listen, the main, I'm going to do the brief versions of these. Which, okay. um and um it's funny because now I started making reels on Instagram about these things. But oh good, um, yes, I know, yeah. So the brief, these are the dudes, right? You you have to do be prepared. Number one, be prepared. And be prepared is you know, doing your homework, doing your research, not just about the project, what kind of comedy is it? What is, what is a dramedy? Is it a drama? Oh, is it yeah. a horror film? Is, What is what's the genre, right? Doing your research. But it's also knowing the players. Who's the director, producer? Because let's say it's somebody you don't know their work. What do you do? You research, you research them. You look on IMDb. You find out what they've done, right? And you watch some of their projects. Um, I always say, the more you know, the better you do. So the
0: more you know,
1: <laughs> the better you do. So the.
0: Can I interject one thing? Because you probably aren't putting yourself in there. Do you know how many times I've talked to an actor at one of our schools and I've been like, who did you go see? Who's the casting director? And they're like, um, I don't remember. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And literally how many times I'm like a parent. I've screamed like, what? Because let's say they went in for you. And they said, oh, I went in for Lisa. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to, I'll, I do that so many times. I'll email the the casting director be like, so-and-so went in and they're amazing. Let me know what you think. It helps. You have to people the casting director okay go ahead
1: yes and let me just add that really quick because actors should keep like a little journal of who they see and what director and producer casting director did you get a call back I mean it's great when an actor says to me wow you know I met you on Sweet Life of Zach and Cody or (laughs) you uh when you did uh, the Grandma's Boy or House Bunny you know it's you should a record so um that's a then b that was one okay being prepared and doing your homework and your research two choices choices and you know when i talk about making a bold choice what does that mean it's like commit to your choice right it's up to each actor commit commit to your choice and follow it right. through. Right. And don't be afraid to go outside the box, take a risk, do something different because you know what? And I, I, they might look at it and go, wow, I didn't see it that way. That was good. And right. even if they're not sure they could say, okay, great. Can you do it again and change it up like this? But at least we see your creative juices flowing. Right. So that's, that's right. Two and three for me when you come in a room is about your attitude, you know, all about attitude. Like, are do you come in and are you professional? Are you kind? Are you like communicating? Like if I say, Hey, how's it going? And do are you engaging with me? Right. So those are important. I know on the last one you can't really do that on a self-tape, but you know, if you get a zoom callback, right. call back, right. you still. Be a person, <laughs> you okay. know?
0: Lisa, I love everything that you say is everything that I uh, we teach. But I also love this aspect, because you said it at the top of this uh, recording. You And what you just spoke of there about being a person and casting I'm always saying, and I learned my lesson the hard way. Mally Finn brought me in many right. years ago, because a director saw my work and he worked with her and he brought me in to meet her. And I didn't know really. I had come from New York and theater, and I didn't know this thing about generals. And the point about generals is for the casting director to get to know who you are, your essence, your personality, what totally. you, just how you hum, how you,
1: how you beep. sing, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and and here I won't bore you all with this hilarious Mally Finn story, but but the point is is. What what actors do incorrectly is if Lisa is the casting director right now, as she is, and I'm right now we're talking and I'm the actor going in and we're talking and she's like, where are you from, Tony? How's it going? Blah, 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 blah. And then she asks you to start reading. You don't take that essence of who you are and throw it away to then start acting. Really it's night and day. You see when people lose who they are, to put on an acting voice and start acting. I always say, if you can just be who you are before they call action and put that part into the work, you're already gonna be ahead of most actors because most actors can't just be themselves through the characters they're playing. They act.
1: Yes, and so what, you mean you don't go into, let's recite some Shakespeare all of a sudden. <laughs> a whole they different attitude.
0: They started, well, this oh. is why I'm like, I'm always like, can't you just do it like you just said it to me right there? That and is like,
1: 100% correct because we are looking for you to bring you. Your, your uniqueness, your essence, your quirks, your quirkiness, whatever it is to the role and, and right. bring, bring that essence into the, through the character, but you're not supposed to go, okay, here I am. I'm a person. And yeah, exactly what you said. Okay. Now I'm going to be an actor. You
0: That's know, right. That does. I not mean, matter. Lisa, you'll appreciate this story. So the, the PS of the Mally Finn story. So after Mally interviewed me and in talked, she's like, you know what? Joel speaks so highly of you, blah, 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 blah this director blah 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 she's like i'll call you in for something you seem so much fun like blah 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 blah. because i think i'm a fun person and i had a great time with her but uh, she's like so i'll bring you in for something you're right for and i was like "Er, hold it Mally. i was like i got my scene partner out in the lobby so i (laughs) so (laughs) i'm working working on a book right now maybe the do's and don'ts yeah so i I, I, I'll, i'll send you an advanced copy and you can read it and tell me like I mean, this is just in the works, right? I'm thinking about it. But so I went out and grabbed her. We, she came back in and we performed our scene for Miss Mallifin. It didn't go well. My scene partner forgot all of her freaking lines. I was so upset with her. I was oh, like, I told her the, it was not a good first impression. But right. the point was also, I didn't trust myself at that time. Uh, I'm going to get emotional about it because this is the whole thing about acting and life itself. Right. I didn't trust, Lisa, that I was enough. I didn't trust that someone could see how beautiful and funny and weird and of essence I was. So I thought I had to massage it and craft it and construct it and perform it and present it. And that's where actors are always misfiring. That to me is the biggest mistake and that's what acting training sometimes does, where actors are taught to sculpt something to such a degree, we don't see them. We see great sculptures, but I don't, I don't want to see this dead museum piece.
1: Absolutely. And you know what? That is the key. And actors must trust themselves. You have to trust yourself and you have, that's why you have to trust that you can commit to the choice and you got to do it. And I mean, kudos to you that your scene partner was there and you were prepared. I I love that. Not so good. She messed it all up, but kudos that you were prepared.
0: She's now a She's now a bev rep in Texas. She works for like a, a like a tequila company. In <laughs> well, <Texas.
1: laughs> what are you gonna do? But I anyway. wish the,
0: I wish like the, the 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 happy lining of that story would have been like, oh yes, and she she became like Emma Stone or somebody, yes, but no, right. she like, yeah, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yeah it's so funny, yeah. So I gave one of her first jobs to just so you know, Emma.
0: Oh wow, that's so weird that I chose her out of rent. So yes. That's psychic weird I know. Stuff.
1: We we was, cast her in house, Bunny. We cast her in house bunny. House but bunny. but but here's the funnier story of that. When I did Sweet Life and Zach and Cody really quick, we used to bring Emma in all the time and she wouldn't get gigs. And so they ended up, we got her a job as a doing a voiceover of one of London Tipton's dogs.
0: Oh, <laughs> My God! You
1: talked about it once in a magazine. It was really funny. I mean, we were like, hey, "She's going to be a star!" Do you guys not see this? <laughs> Hello. That's funny.
0: That was Kiwi Smith. Do You remember Kiwi, the yeah, writer? Yes. Of course. Was a friend of mine. She'd come to the studio, and she was. She's. I looked her up recently to see what she was doing. She's still writing. And you cast a couple of students of mine in that. I think maybe that's also how we. It's just weird how. But
1: yeah that that movie well it was anna ferris who was in it and anna then ferris, it was yeah. emma stone one of her early movies but it was also um catherine mcphee's first film Robin. and mcphee Ooh, wow. remember i love catherine wow. and cat dennings was in it yes, I and so Kat, it, yeah. it was um it was a really fun cast yeah
0: it was that. a fun movie Oh wow, Lisa, that's like you've been around for a while. All right, Lisa, let's play wait, this. Wait, wait, wait. Go okay, ahead. let Go me, ahead. me
1: just say one thing before because no, no. you asked me the do's. I gave you the do's. Oh, yeah. But really quick, the, the don't. don'ts are <laughs> the opposites. That's my simple don't you come in, you're not prepared, you don't do your homework, you don't do your research, you don't commit to your choice. And you have a stinky attitude. That would be the don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't be an asshole. And also, it's Lisa London. Don't be like, hi, Susan. No, like, or hi, Jim. I mean, know who you're yeah. reading
1: Yeah, for sure. But, you know, no, we're no. looking for your personality. And you like you. we talked about, your essence and your charisma and your charm. And all of that needs to come through. And that's why I say yeah. be a person.
0: Be a person. Be a human being. Yep. Being a human being. That's it. Just be. Okay, let's do my speed round. Okay, if you weren't a casting director, what would you be, or who would you be?
1: Oh, if I wasn't a casting director, I was all I always wanted to be. Ready, um, a private investigator.
0: Investigator, because,
1: because I'm a really good detective at figuring things out. People
0: out. Yeah, I could see that. Wow. Like I'm really be-
1: good. Like I have really good perceptions. So I I like go, mm, that doesn't make sense. And I'll string things together. So I would have, I think I would have done that.
0: So actors don't make up some story that the dog ate your script and that's why you were prepared. Because she'll smell it out and know yeah. that you were lying.
1: I'll be like, I, I don't think so really.
0: What's your so- favorite film?
1: My favorite film. Oh my God, that's a tricky one because I have so many. Um, Favorite film. Well, oh, I know. I'm a musical girl, so I love musicals. So I'm going to say Singing in the
0: Rain. I love Singing in the Rain. I mean, I have other
1: like in-depth ones, but I love, I'm a musical sound. I I love those movies. (laughs) I can't stand him.
0: I love it. It's so funny. Remember her?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And singing in the rain for, yes. I can't stand him. It. I love musicals. They're just my fave. I always. Exactly I met Rob Marshall once, and I was like, "Oh my wow, god!" Yeah. Uh, yeah, after he, after he did Mary Poppins the, with Emily oh, Blunt wow. and, and yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda, and I was like, "You know, if you ever need to want to switch casting, <laughs> it's my directors. It's my dream, <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. You know, move on, <laughs> R- whatever. Anyways, I love.
0: Um, what's what's something you can't do without?
1: My um, kids and my dog.
0: Aw. Celebrity crush. Could be man or woman.
1: Oh, celebrity crush. I don't know. I just really love Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's Uh, so talented. He's so, he's like a genius. I saw Hamilton on Broadway with the original cast. And I... I, I was, I, before they won the Tony and everything, and he's just, he's such a great guy and inspirational and helps so many people. So I really like him. I, I would love that. to, ca- I would love to cast a movie That's or a project. What?
0: I'm sure yeah. it will happen. I'm sure it will happen. Yeah. Um, what's advice for your younger self?
1: Um, oh, here it is, do not worry. It's all going to work out.
0: I mean, we should leave it there. Cause that's so great. I got a couple more. How would you define acting in one word? Fun. It is fun. When you lose the fun, you're kind of screwed. Yes. And what's your, what's your definition of love?
1: What's my definition of love, Anthony? That's a fantastic question. Um, I know, this I'm, I'm gonna say it's a connection that you just feel in your whole body and your whole beingness that you just want to create on.
0: Aw. If you guys could see her hand, she was like molding clay. I love it. I was molding
1: I, the clay, yes. I, I kind it. of talk with my hands a lot. It's an, I'm not even Italian, but I pretend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I always say my definition of love is just this moment right now.
1: Oh, I love that too.
0: Yeah. It's Full of love. Well, Lisa, tell tell the listeners where they can find you. Not stalk you. Find you. <laughs> um.
1: You, I, you want my Instagram things like uh, those? Yeah. yeah That's the my- safest my Instagram is at Lisa London casting. Um, you can DM me there. That's the best way to find me at first. Um, because I do respond, I get to them and I'm on Instagram, um, of all the social media sites. The most I I do lives with actors, which are really fun. It's done different people in the industry. So I would say, uh, Lisa London, casting, um, on Instagram is the best way. I have a website. If they look it up my business, London Stroud casting, or you can always, or my other one, um, from start to stardom at gmail.com. Yeah.
0: Smart, smart title. And check out Lisa's auditioning class, but you can DM her for, for info. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you so much. This is so fun. I it was so great. I loved it. It's such a pleasure.
0: Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Wee Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job.